Hi, Grandpa. How are you feeling? Yeah, Grandpa. Too bad you missed the program. How was the Christmas program? I'm so sorry to have missed it. Oh, the tree was so pretty with all the decorations. The punch was good, and the cookies were delicious. Our Sunday school teacher gave us some candy. I really like the Christmas songs. Is that all? Oh, yeah. The Christmas tree was beautiful. But I meant... Grandpa, we were so sorry you couldn't go tonight, but we have a surprise for you. A surprise? Yes, be back in a minute. The tree, the punch, the cookies and candy, they really don't understand the real story of Christmas. In those days, Caesar Augustus... Issued a degree that census should taken. We want to tell you the real meaning of Christmas, the one we learned at Sunday school. In those days, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a degree that census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in the cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with an angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. The wise men went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them. It finally stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. The wise men went to the house. There they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their jars. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Grandpa, that is the real meaning of Christmas.
happened and a round of applause for the teachers that helped make this possible here. You guys can be seated. The world waits for a miracle. The heart longs for a little bit of hope. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. I want to tell you a story. It's a story that the first time I heard it, I could hardly believe it. it, it it's a story that, that, that seems so unbelievable that I had to hear it from an angel myself. And this story happened to me. I, I take you back. I, I, I was a young man, and, and I grew up in a family that, that, that we loved God. We loved his law. We, we desired to follow his law. And as my, as my mom and my dad taught me the law, they also taught me that I should seek and, and to find a wife that also loved the Lord, that, that wanted to serve Yahweh. And so I, I remember the time I, 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 had, I had met her, and her name was Mary, and, and it was almost this, this love at first sight. She was this beautiful girl. But as I got to know her, I realized even more that she had a passion and a love for the Lord, unlike any I had seen before. And, and so at that moment, I knew and I had purposed in my heart that, that this, this girl was going to be my wife. And so it was not long after, and we had gotten to know each other, and, and finally we decided that, that we would get married. And so we were betrothed and engaged to be married. And, and you understand how it is. That, that first love, that, that love of your lifetime, that, that, that person you want to spend all of your life with, to have children, have a family together. I was in love. And I remembered, I'm a carpenter, and I was working one day, and off in the distance, I see Mary coming as she often would. She would come and see me at work, and I see her in the distance coming. And my heart left, because here was my bride-to-be coming to see me. But as she got closer... I noticed something. There were tears rolling down her eyes. And, and my heart, which had once leapt, now began to sink in my chest. I knew something was wrong. I knew something wasn't right. And I, I thought, well, it was one of my, is it my mom and dad? Is it her mom and dad? Well, what has happened? And then she told me those words that no man in love wants to hear. Joseph, we need to talk. And so we sat down, and she begins to tell me this, this incredible story. Now, understand, this is, this is the woman that I love. This is the woman I, I want to have a family with. This is the woman that, that I'm going to be married to. And she begins to tell me this story, and she tells me a story uh, about how an angel had appeared to her. And how this angel had told her she would be with child, she would be conceived by the Holy Spirit. And this baby that would be born would be the Messiah, would be the one that we'd waited for, the son of the living God. I said, Mary, stop, stop a second. Are, are, 
are you telling me that you're pregnant? Now, understand, we had both made a covenant and a commitment before God that we, would, we were and would remain virgins. We'd made that commitment before God, and here, the love of my life telling me she's pregnant. I don't know how you'd respond or react to that, but, but my heart, at first there, there was anger, and I, I just couldn't believe what she was telling me, and I knew it was within my right that, you know what, the law tells me that I can have her stoned, I can have her killed. And, and this anger came up with me, but, but it was soon overtaken by this immense heartache and hurt. Here, here is the woman that I love, that I was going to spend my life with, telling me she's pregnant and not with my child. I was heartbroken, and, and I left, and I left in anger and hurt and, and didn't know what to do. And so I went home that night, and I began to talk to my family and, and looking for guidance and direction. Uh, my dad, I, I think he was even more angry than me, and my mom maybe even more saddened than me. But this was the woman that I loved. This, this was Mary. And so I, I knew there, there was no way that I, I could ever have her stoned. And so I, I set in my heart that night, tomorrow I'm going to go to her, I'm going to give her that divorce decree, I'll end it, we'll go on our ways, I'll, I'll try to stop the humiliation before it even begins. And so that night I went to bed with that, that, that very thought in my mind. And the most amazing thing happened. Just like an angel had appeared to Mary, an angel appeared to me. And the angel told me, Joseph, all, all that Mary has told you is true. That, that this, this baby that, that is living inside her, this baby is, is the son of God. That this baby is to come and, and save the people from their sins. That this was to be the Messiah. I woke up and, and, and the, the angel told me, you know, you need to go, you need to marry, you need to get married to Mary, you, you need to name him Jesus, you need to carry out this mission I'm laying before you. And so I woke up the next day with, with a newfound purpose and excitement and I got out and I ran to Mary's house as fast as I could. I said, Mary, I'm so sorry. I love you, I'm so sorry. An angel has appeared to me as well. And the angel has told me all, all that you have said is true. That, that this, is, this is the coming king. That this is the Messiah. This is the one who will save us from our sins. The one we've longed for and waited for. This is the one. And so we wasted no time and we got married. And together we knew that what God had for us. Well, it wasn't uh, long after that that Caesar Augustus and, and the Roman Empire wanted to have a, a census. And be, me being from the tribe of David, had to return to Bethlehem. So Mary and I returned to Bethlehem, and Mary very pregnant at this time. We arrive in Bethlehem, and because of all that's going on, and because of the census, we went and we, we found family, and we found friends of family. There was no place for us to stay, no place for us to go. Finally, we found someone who would take us in. 
They, they had no room in their home. They said, oh, all we have is the place where we keep our animals, but, but you can surely have that and you can stay there. And we were so grateful for that because we had no place. And it was just a few days after that that Mary went into labor. And shortly after, this baby Jesus was born. Now, I knew the scriptures. I knew what the scriptures said about the coming king and the Messiah that was to come. I knew what the prophets talked about. But I never envisioned it like this. I never envisioned that this Messiah would be born in these circumstances. I never envisioned that the king would be born to a, a carpenter, an, an ordinary woman like Mary. Uh, don't tell her I said she was ordinary. Uh, but ordinary people, and in, in a less than ordinary circumstance, a place where you keep your animals, the, the baby laying in a feeding trough, how, how could this be? This is how the Messiah is to come? Laying in a feeding trough? I never even pictured him as a baby, but if I did, wouldn't he be born in a temple? Wouldn't he be born to, to some great feast and some great party? Wouldn't he be born to royalty and not a carpenter and his wife? Surely not. Yet this is how God has done it. This is how God had chosen to bring the Savior into the world. It was just a few hours later, and there was a knock at the door, and here was a group of shepherds. And the shepherds began to tell us how, how, how they, the, an angel had appeared to them, and they said, this very night, the Savior has been born, the Messiah has come, and they told them where they could find him. And so they had marched down, and they had found us right away, and you could see the joy and the awe in their face as they, they worshipped this little baby. They worshipped Jesus. It was the most thrilling and amazing thing I'd seen. And they went out and they began to tell others about this Jesus. They began to tell others about our little baby that was born. Just last week, a group of, of men, a group of wise men from the east had come. And they'd come bringing gifts. They'd followed the star. They'd heard about it. They'd seen the star and they came. And they brought gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They were bringing gifts to the king. Jesus, the king. And we took him to be dedicated in the temple. And at the temple, there's, there's Simeon. And if you know Simeon, Simeon is one of the most devout followers of God I've ever seen. And the spirit upon Simeon God had told Simeon that Simeon, before he would die, would see the Messiah. And here Simeon is holding our baby Jesus. Knowing that in his hands is the Savior of the world, the Messiah. Word is spreading. Word has got out that the Messiah has come. That the Savior is here. We were told that Herod has even begun to kill babies because he's heard the king is here. And so even last night in my dream, an angel told me, Joseph, you got to flee. Joseph, you got to get your family out of here. Mary and I, we're scared. We don't know what to do. 
but we know when God has called us and told us to listen and obey, we've got to do it. What a thing that God has done. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where we'll end up. But I know God has a plan. I know that God has given us the Messiah. I know that God has given us his son who will save the people from their sins. I know that Emmanuel has come. God is with us. God, we praise you that your son left glory. We praise you that the king of the universe came down to us and left your side to be with the very people that he would die for. God, thank you. Jesus, thank you for being obedient to your father to come to earth in, in humble ways, to come to earth in scary ways, to come to earth and feel pain and suffering for the sake of the people that you love, for the sake of humanity. God, we just take a moment now to, to rest in the presence of a God that loved us enough to send his son and Jesus loved us enough to come to earth and suffer and then die. And Joseph rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. Over in John, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him who Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. We have a chance now to remember Jesus. And, and I think so often we not only get so wrapped up in the presence and the gifts and the season and the trees and the lights and it looks beautiful even in here. But we also get wrapped up at Christmas time in only Jesus' birth. But when I think about Jesus' birth and I think about why he was actually born, if Jesus was born only to live a good life, then that would have meant nothing to us, right? But Jesus was born into sinful, broken humanity. And what always impresses me at Christmas time, especially as I was thinking about this morning and just seeing kids and out, and out of the mouth of babes, praise happens. And just thinking about that, the humility in which our Savior was born into the world. I mean, in fear, Joseph ran with his family from city to city because people wanted to kill Jesus. Numbers and numbers of male children were killed, were murdered, because they were trying to find Jesus, right? 
Satan has been on the move from the beginning to stop the Savior of the world from coming. And then on the cross, what did Jesus say? He said, it is finished. His humble beginning in a manger. What good can come out of Nazareth? And that's the God that we worship. A a God of grace and a God that just came into the world in humility and in the simplicity of it. He came to die for you. He came to die and suffer for me. I mean, do we get that? That's really what Christmas is all about. That our Savior has been born. We've got a chance now. The bread and the, and the cup are going to be passed around. And we're going to worship together. And if you know Jesus, if you have a relationship with him as your Savior, take it as it comes by. If you don't, observe what's going on here. That we are serious about the blood, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that has saved us from our sins. We were on our way to hell. And the sole reason that he came to earth was to live and to die, live a perfect life so that he could die and accomplish and finish our salvation. So as we sing together, we, we want you to be in the presence of God and worship how you want to worship. Be free in the presence of an almighty God that came to earth to love on you by a suffering life, by a suffering death. And then after that, our offering's going to come around, just a chance for us to give back. And if you're a visitor, you don't need to give there. But you can fill out your information on the, um, on the bulletin and give that to us because we'd love to stay in contact with you. But this is what we are called to in worship, is to give God glory for all that he has done. Amen? Amen. So let's just enter into his presence. God, we just humble ourselves before you. Almighty God who came to earth in the most humble of ways. What good could come out of Nazareth? The Savior of the world. God, so we humble ourselves and we worship you as our King. In Jesus' name.
And we're going to sing one last song here together before we head out of here. O come, O come, Emmanuel. We all have sung this before. I'm going to let you guys take this one. I'm going to kind of step back so we can hear your voices as we sing through this last song together.